everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Talk Recorded live. Grace and peace to all. This is Dr. Jackie King with Jones Memorial United Methodist Church. Welcome to our online Bible study. And we're excited that we are studying during this Lenten season. Our focus tonight, we will be looking at Hebrews chapter 4. And we'll be looking at teaching and taking Sabbath rest with Jesus Christ. This is the first time you've been online with us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're on by the computer, you'll need to be able to... Communicate by typing into the text box that's located at the bottom, and then I will share that with everyone who's online. If you're on by telephone, you'll be able to talk back and forth with me as well as uh, help us to respond by reading scripture or reading the devotional. Um, And tonight, our reading comes from the Sanctuary for Lit, and it's by Sue Mink. Uh, I will read the devotional. I'll have someone who will read the scripture, which is Hebrews 4, 11 through 16, and then we'll pray and start our study. Could I have the reader who will be reading our scripture, which is Hebrews chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. Hebrews 4, 11 through 16. Our reader, 11 through 16. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. For the word of God is alive and active, sharpened, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hid from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before eyes of him to whom we must give credit. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. This is the devotional from the Sanctuary for Lent. Jesus is the great high priest. 
When Moses wandered in the desert forty years, God appointed Aaron, Moses' brother, as the high priest. Using a portable temple, Aaron was the go-between for God and the people, offering prayers and sacrifices for their sins. Every year from then on, the high priest would pass through the veil that separated the rest of the temple from the holies of holies where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. Only the high priest ever saw this symbol of God's presence. The letter to the Hebrews tells us that Jesus is now a high priest. He has experienced the presence of God like no other high priest before him because he is God's only begotten son. Yet he has also experienced temptations of human life and is therefore the perfect intercessor for us. There has not been and will not be any other being with the ability to both understand God and understand humanity as Jesus does. Jesus' prayers for us are the conversations between the Holy God and his beloved Son. His sacrifice for us was his own body, broken and bleeding on the cross. It is because of Jesus, our high priest, that we can dare to approach the throne of God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this time of study. Great high priest, thank you for your prayers and sacrifice on our behalf. God, we turn this time of study over to you during this Lenten. Speak to our hearts. Help us to see you in all that we do and how we live. God, we turn this time of study over to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, welcome. I'm Dr. Jackie King with Jones Memorial United Methodist Church. Welcome to our online Bible study. We have been looking at... Um, various things during our Lenten season. We started out with looking at what does it mean to encounter Jesus and loving. We looked at the second week about what does it mean to know Jesus and begin serving the body of Christ. Last week we looked at what to reach out, how do we connect with Jesus Christ. And then today we're looking at teaching what does it mean to Learn how to take Sabbath rest with Jesus Christ. So I want to start with a plain and simple question. And those of you who are on by telephone, you can uh, answer the call, um, answer uh, the question. And those of you who are on by computer, you can type into the um, information box and respond to this question. Do we know how to rest in the Lord? What does it look like when you are taking Sabbath rest in the Lord? Anybody, what does it mean to rest in the Lord? Okay. What does it mean to just pause and rest and take a break and have Sabbath rest? In Genesis chapter 2, it talks about God made everything in um, everything in six days and on the seventh day he rested. What does it mean to rest in the Lord? What did God do on the seventh day? 
when he was resting. It means to rest from all work. It means to rest from all labor. It means to rest and be restored and reconnected to our God. It means that we um, to God to pray, rejuvenate, get connected, but it's about resting in the Lord. Sometimes we don't we don't know how to rest in the Lord and we struggle with letting go. So instead of um, resting, we work seven days, we work eight days, we work ten days. And so we tend not to take full advantage of Sabbath rest. Six days God created all things and on the seventh day he rested. So teaching about Sabbath rest is teaching about renewing our relationship with Jesus Christ on a daily basis, but on the seventh day, learning how to rest from labor, rest from work, rest from doing all of these things, but learning how to set aside time that's specifically for God. Anybody else want to respond to what does it look like to rest in the Lord? What does it mean to take a Sabbath rest? Okay. Well, someone says that taking a Sabbath rest looks like peace. Yes, it does. Um, peace that surpasses all understanding. In this devotional reading, um, one of the things that I want to um, help us to see that it starts out with Jesus is the great high priest. And what he wants us to know is as we see that God struggled, and I mean Jesus struggled and he was, is both human and divine, um, that he took a rest, but he also um, gave us the ultimate sacrifice by going to the cross and dying for humanity. So keep these two pictures in your mind as we study today. Um, Hebrews chapter 4. I will need some uh, persons who are willing to read the scripture tonight. So I need someone that will read Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. Can I get a reader for Hebrews chapter 1, I mean 4, verses 1 through 5? Those of you who are on by phone, I need someone to read that scripture. Go ahead. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those. Um, Who obey? I lost my place. Okay. Four, three. All three. Now we who have believed entered that rest, just as God has said. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day God rested from all his works. Okay. One more. And again in the passage above he says, 
they shall never enter my rest. Okay. Thank you. Who will read from 6 to 11? This means that the promise to enter is still good because those who first heard about it disobeyed and did not enter. Much later, God told David to make the promise again, just as I have already said. If you hear this voice today, don't be stubborn. Okay. Go ahead through to 11 for me. Okay. If Joshua had really given the people rest, there would not be any need for God to talk about another day of rest. But God has promised us a Sabbath when we will rest, even though it has not yet come. On that day, God's people will rest from their work, just as God rested from his work. We should do our best to enter that place of rest so that none of us will disobey and miss going there as they did. Thank you. Both of these, up to verse 11, is helping us to see the picture of what is expected that we shall rest. And when we don't rest and there is disobedience, what is he saying is not going to happen? If we don't obey the call for rest, we will perish. In other words, without the Sabbath rest, week in and week out, you don't have the strength, you don't have the wherewithal, but you're out of connection with God. God has given us day, and he has given us all the days of our life, and he calls us in rest. And so there's a promise of restoration and a promise of renewal when you take your Sabbath rest. A lot of times what happens we will rest from one thing, but we'll start doing everything else. So there's not a time that we dedicate to peace, that we dedicate to ongoing prayer, that we dedicate to having ourselves in order with God and be fully obedient and fully present. So this is a day that you may really begin to say, so what does it look like for me to relax in God? What does it mean for me to rest in the Lord? Examples of it is that we have peace. Examples of it is that it's not we're without peace for those other six days, but without resting and taking Sabbath rest, then eventually we lose our focus and our spiritual balance and our peace of mind. So without Sabbath rest, People get cranky. People get discontent, not because they don't love the Lord, but when you say, have you taken a Sabbath rest? When was the last time you paid attention to what it means? Because the scripture says, let us therefore make every effort to enter rest so that no one will perish by the following example of disobedience. The verses before that, it says, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also also rests from their works, just as God did from his. So to rest or have Sabbath rest, it says to cease doing all of these things and just rest the Lord. Maybe you piddle 
maybe you do a little bit of this and you a little bit of that, but the whole point of it is is that you take a downtime every six days. For the seventh day, you shall rest. But a lot of times, we don't take the rest, and it catches up with us. So this is a call to take Sabbath rest. Questions, thoughts? Does the Sabbath always have to be on a Sunday? That's a good question. The question is, does the Sabbath always have to be on a Sunday? And I would say what it has to be is a commitment. There are some people, their work hours don't allow them to really take a full Sabbath on a Sunday. And so they may have to take their Sabbath on uh, Monday. Or their work schedule is they work four days on and three days off. So during those three days that they have off, it would be identifiable for them to say, this week my Sabbath is on a Wednesday. My next work cycle, my Sabbath is on another day. Somebody wrote, um, asked the question, well, what about the Sabbath for preachers? Preachers serve on Sunday. That is not our day of Sabbath. So we have to identify um, a Sabbath day. In most cases, some pastors will take their Sabbath on Monday. Some will take it on Friday. But the consistency is that we take the time where it's not doing the work that we're called to do, but that we're resting in the Lord. Another way to look at Sabbath, and I'm glad that question was asked, but another way to look at Sabbath is understanding that there's time that we need to have that connection always with God, but the difference between just peace that we want on a daily basis or peace that we have at a, a another time is that Sabbath rest is intentional that we are resting in the Lord. So we're spending time with God, but we're spending time away from work. Another question says, should a pastor take a vacation? And my answer is yes, we should. Just like all people need a vacation, a time where they're away from where they work, where they live. But Sabbath rest is different than a vacation because Sabbath rest is an ongoing. It should be weekly. It should be about committing time to your relationship building with God. It strengthens your faith relationship, but it also strengthens as a personal spiritual discipline. How are you spending time growing in your faithfulness? Are you reading the Word of God? Are you uh, taking time? But your Sabbath rest is really about allowing God to refuel you and strengthen you. It's also about quiet time. There are people who will take their Sabbath, but they'll take a silent retreat, or they'll remove themselves from their everyday pattern. So Sabbath rest is more about how will I connect God during this time when I'm not working, not laboring, these other things. Great question. Can I get someone to read uh, verses 12 through 14? 12 through 14. Well, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. 
Nothing in all creations is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Okay, could you read uh, through uh, 14 for me? Okay. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens of Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Okay. Thank you. Can I get somebody to read 15 and 16? Just verses. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to emphasize with us, sympathize with us weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time. Thank you. This is helping us to see what's behind the importance of taking Sabbath rest. In verses, verse 13, it says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. What does that mean to us? Everything God can see, everything God can is aware of, and it goes on and says, everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him who we must give an account to. If you're telling somebody, I'm taking Sabbath rest, I'm taking Sabbath rest, but you're not resting, God knows that, and it shows up in the weakness of our spiritual relationship with the Lord because everything is in God's sight. There's nothing that's left uncovered. And so he goes on and says, therefore, since we have a high, a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. If we believe that Jesus Christ, Lord of lords, and God who created all things has said, I created all of this in six days, and so on the seventh day there shall be rest. Why do we struggle with the need to take Sabbath rest? Because sometimes we have to be honest with ourselves. We don't know how to honor God with our time. We don't know how to get quiet with God. And some of us don't want to get quiet with God. But then it's time for God to convict. It's time for God to explore and explain. But it's also time for us to say, I need to repent and change from what I'm doing because I can't stay on the running and going. So it's about being accountable to God. But it also goes on to say, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. The story of Jesus being in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Satan attempted to do everything. Uh, if you would just... Go with me, Jesus. If you would just agree with me, Jesus, I can take away the hunger of the world. I, you don't have to be involved with these things. But the reality of it is that Jesus said, no, you can't tempt me with these things because 
already have everything. Get away from me. Get behind me, Satan. So even though Jesus could empathize with our challenges, he also knows that he did not sin, but he went to the cross so that our sins could be forgiven and that we would have the gift of eternal life. So the Sabbath, benefit of taking Sabbath rest is every day, we don't have to wait for that day. We don't have to wait until next week, but there's a time where we actually have downtime to think about how good God is, how precious our life is, God for us day in and night. The benefits of Sabbath. Anybody, what's the benefit of Sabbath rest? Based on what you heard in this scripture, what's the benefit of Sabbath Why should we obey the scripture and take Sabbath rest? Go ahead. Huh? What's the benefit of Sabbath rest? Anyone? To cleanse. Go ahead. To, to cleanse. To cleanse, okay. Someone wrote, uh, typed in, get closer to God. So cleanse, to get focused, to get closer to God. But the benefit is that we are in obedience unto the Lord. And so all those things are right. But it's to allow us to receive the mercy and find grace. Because whatever it is in our time of need, by taking Sabbath, we'll be able to hear God and get closer to God. By resting in the Lord, we'll be able to experience a growth in our spiritual relationship. John Wesley, in his teaching, he said that we come to know God in four different ways. By reasoning with our minds, by experiencing the Word of God by understanding and embracing scripture and by tradition, the way we live out our faith. It's called the Wesleyan Quadrilateral. Albert Outler is the person who wrote about the Wesleyan Quadrilateral. And basically in John Wesley's teaching of grace and mercy and love, it says that we are we experience God in our mind, in our experiences, in scripture and tradition. You take most of the words and take the first letter of each of those words, you get a, um, an acronym that spells out rest. Reason is R, experience is E, scripture is S, and T is tradition. So we experience God by learning to rest in the Lord. So the benefit of Sabbath, rest, is actually we rest from what we do and rest into the Lord. So our relationship is strengthened because we've taken time out from what we do in the world, whether we're retired, whether we're working, whether we're going to school. Sabbath rest is a spiritual discipline that all of us must seek to practice to remain in our obedience with God. But when we don't rest, our relationship becomes temperamental. Human relationships and spiritual relationships become temperamental because we're not resting well with God, and therefore we're not 
And our struggle in life is that without the Sabbath rest, we are beginning to live in a state of disobedience. And when we're disobedient to God, Satan has chances to get in, hang out, in. and he says, oh, you don't need that rest. You can do other things. But the benefits of Sabbath rest is that our relationship with God gets stronger and we are closer to the Lord. And that love and that peace, that humility, the fruits of the Spirit become more evident because we're moving and taking time with God versus not taking time with the Lord. Questions, thoughts about Sabbath? What if, a, what, if a, what if a person um, works seven days a week? Does God forgive that? What if a person works seven days a week? Does God forgive that? I believe that God is a forgiving and nurturing God. But I also know that God calls us to be in relationship with him. So, yes, I believe that if we come to God, he is grateful and just to forgive us. But I also know that if we don't take time with God, our spiritual relationship will remain frazzled. There may be something that God is trying to tell us within that time frame, but because we never have downtime, we struggle with um, realities of that. Someone indicated that there are consequences working seven days a week over and over and over. Physical body, mental fatigue, emotional fatigue, but also just our relationship, instead of it being solid, it's frayed at the edges. So the consequences of always working and never having that Sabbath rest is we don't always have clarity with how we live into our relationship and our faithfulness. We believe in God. We love God. God may be trying to tell us that we don't need to work that hard. He wants to work wiser, but we can't hear God because we don't take a Sabbath rest to rest in the Lord. Great question. Other questions? Someone wrote here, there are consequences. We may struggle with our relationship with our family as well as our relationship with God because we're always on the move and God is calling us to have some time of rest. And sometimes when we're stretched like that, we also don't make clear decisions. God's grace and mercy is covering us. We never have a chance to sit down and fully embrace it. But what happens there is we're just getting a little bit instead of all that God wants us to have. Anybody else with input online or... um, on the phone, any other thoughts about the benefits of Sabbath rest? Okay. Another person said, without Sabbath rest, we can be busy all the time and our life can be addictive. We're running, we're moving, busy, we're moving, we're going, we're moving. We never get quiet with God. We miss the chance to really have the full relationship that Jesus wants us to have because we don't have time to hear what God is trying to tell us. 
I want us to just think back. We're, um, we're coming up to Holy Week. Um, when we're in the Lenten season, some of the things that we are invited to do is to fast, to pray, to serve, repent, give, teach, do. Our prayer for this Lenten season was, Lord, please help me to give up X and to start X during this 40 days Lenten season. As I repent of my sins, I give all the glory for your sacrifice. In Jesus' name, pray. Imagine what it means to go to God and say, God, I'm repenting of being busy. And I want to spend more time with you. If we're honest with ourselves, some of us never get quiet with God because we are now a digital society, so our phone is always available. If we're looking at our lives in comparison to where we were 10 years ago, 10 years ago, many of us may not have now we have all of these telephone numbers. We have complete access to our phone. Some of us can't remember the last time we turned the phone off. So not only don't we have Sabbath rest, we don't have digital disconnect. We don't get quiet with God. We don't turn off all the gadgets in the house. We have everything running, and we're fully connected to the world, and we're not as fully connected to Christ. So during this Holy Week, I invite you to think about what is it meant to encounter Jesus by seeing the love of Christ become real? What has it meant to say, I want to know Jesus more, I want to get to know Jesus better, and that you serve somebody that you don't even know, but you've invited them by serving them to see that God's love is real? What does it have meant during this season that I'm connected to Jesus Christ and I'm reaching out and Jesus is reaching out to me? And then finally in all of this, we go into Holy Week. What does it mean to say, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord, but then also to turn around and say, how can I get quiet to hear what God is really calling me to do? Because I need to learn to take a Sabbath rest so that the peace of God becomes more real to me. The love of God becomes more evident to me. Reaching and serving others is not a job. It's a gift from the Lord. And being Willing to learn, says, God, teach me how to get quiet with you so that I can grow stronger or bolder to do what you've called me to do because I have a peace in my heart because I've now heard from you. So as we return to our Lord, as we turn from our wicked ways and turn unto God, we walk through these last days of the Lenten season. What will it mean to you to say, I'm resting in the Lord and letting God lead me every day of my life? Questions, thoughts about 
uh, the study we have experienced during the month of March here. Any questions on either of these areas? Okay. Well, it's time to look at our uh, prayers. Um, Any particular prayer requests? Let me know who we should be praying for. Prayer request? Charlie Johnson, Jr. Okay. Our sick and shut in at Jones Memorial. Okay. Right? Those that do not know Christ. Okay. I would also add on that list those persons, including ourselves, that we need to forgive. Um, I did a study earlier this week, and uh, the topic was on forgiveness, so uh, I would want to include those persons who we need to forgive. Any other prayer requests? Uh, Include our students um, here in Texas. Um, Over the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of instances where uh, children have gotten harmed or even killed. We had somebody who had a drive-by shooting on the freeway, road rage, those types of instances that people would get a hold of themselves and get some peace about themselves. Any other prayer requests? We'll put families in general, not just those that are here at Jones, but we'll do all families. Let's go to God in prayer. Gracious and loving God, you know everything about us. You know what we have struggled with. You know what we are challenged with. You know what we do well at. And, God, some of us do well at just being busy. We like to move. We like to be busy. We like to go. go and, and struggle, God, with what it means to really take a Sabbath rest, to just take a pause, not to necessarily do anything else but listen to you, God. We pray for an attitude of obedience unto you, God. We lift up all of our families around the world. We lift up the families who were struggling there uh, from the uh, crash of the airline. We lift up the families, the pilots, and the decisions that were made. Now, whatever it is, their rage, whatever was driving them, God, we ask for a spirit of forgiveness so that people can think about and pray about what will it mean to put my life back together out of God, we pray for peace that surpasses all understanding. We pray for just that time of connection. God, we ask for healing, Charlie Johnson, Jr. We ask for healing and and peace for all those who are on the sick and shut-in, those that are in uh, the hospital and those that are um, healing at home. We pray, God, for Ms. Tucker, and we pray for everyone who was moved on Sunday to do something new because you said it's time to persevere. God, we pray for our communities that stop voting and they become apathetic. God, increase their heart and their awareness to do the right thing. 
Father God, we pray for those who don't yet know you as their Lord and Savior. We pray for the homeless people who are on the street that have just struggled with what it takes to put life together. For, Father God, we cannot live or breathe without you. We pray for those who are in need, those to forgive one another, to forgive you, God. We pray for all of that, as well as our students on in school, the ones who have been hooking in and don't want to go to school. God, we pray for decisions that they're making, that there would be a restoration and a passion to live. And, Father God, we come right now asking you to cover us and keep us. We leave this time of prayer and study during this Lenten season and return to our circumstances of life. Lord, we ask that there be a blessing. Let us go forth stronger in our faith that we have persevered and that our hope is in you, Father God. And not only things, not only make all things new in Jesus Christ, that we would be in place to rely upon you like we've never done before. Father God, as we go forth this call and during this Lenten season to witness to others about the goodness of Jesus Christ, help us to rely upon you, God, to serve, love, teach, and reach in your name, God, not in ours. Help us to be bold, courageous, faithful, and when you stretch us, God, help us to be willing to live day in and day out. But, Lord God, we thank you for all that you have given us. Help us to be the people you've called us to be. We follow you as you have done. And, Father God, we know that you have come through the struggle, that you are guiding us so that we will live you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 And I'm Jackie King, Jones Memorial United Methodist Church. It has been an honor to uh, serve as the lead for um, this online Bible study during the Lenten season. It has been a fast time in the Lord. I pray that you will uh, go and be part of the Holy Week celebrations and worship services in your community, whether you are part of... Uh, Palm Sunday service or you participate in a service for the seven last words or you um, are involved Monday, Thursday, whatever it is, keep this week a holy week holy. If you've not taken a Sabbath in a very long time, I invite you, one of these days, just slow down and spend some Sabbath quality time with God. And if you haven't had a Sabbath in a while, start with an hour. And give it on God. Turn off your phone, off and disconnect from the world so that you might be able to get quiet and hear the Lord. Every Sunday we have worship at 8.45 and 11 a.m. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday morning, we will have worship with Jones at 2504 Almeda Genoa Road. We will have worship at 8 o'clock and Sunday school program at 9.30, and worship again at 11. Be a part of a, of a community. If someone has never invited you to worship, consider this today an invitation to meet Jesus. I hope you have an awesome, awesome week. Again, it's been great to serve you. If you don't know where we are, 
us out on our web, www.joneshirewomen.com. Be a part and connect. And uh, we won't be studying next week online, but I look forward to us connecting again. Be blessed and have an awesome week. Take care. Good night. Good night. Good night. Hi. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.